Welcome to Let's Share, hosted by me, Leah Byers, president and founder of Havanita Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that promotes the human interaction of sharing what we have and expressing what we need. The guests in the podcast are the people who I have connection stories with and have something meaningful to share in their communities of connection. Thank you for listening. Let's share. Welcome to Let's Share, and today our special guest is Alex Perez. He is the philanthropy officer of Men of Valor, based in Tennessee, and we actually have a history of friendship, so I'm looking forward to talking about that, talking about his mission and vision for what he's doing now, and uh, just his mission and vision for sharing. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me here. It's such a pleasure Especially being able to have a connection back home, Miami, for your audience to know, you know, I had lived in Miami, part of the 305 for 50 years, and the Lord finally told us it was time for us to move, and uh, the beginning of this year, uh, we made the move to Tennessee. So it's great to have technology where we can still connect with our loved ones and friends that we left behind in, in this great state of Florida. So thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. Awesome. And it is great to to be able to reconnect with you and, you know, just to kind of go back a little bit into our history. So just an awesome thing to know that we connected through uh, an organization that was a mental health organization and they needed to really let more people know about their efforts and what they were doing. And you worked for a radio station, right? Yes, I did. A Christian uh, radio station. <laughs> yeah, the the best station in Miami for for many years with our good friend Donna Jean. Uh, yeah, I was with Life FM ninety point nine, and one of my jobs and one of my focus was to be able to bring in more local content. There was our churches, parish churches, and also some of the great organizations out there. You know, we had the Religious Liberty Report with Anthony Gonzalez and Alexander Alfano. At one time, we had uh, Carlos Delamo on the air, Dr. Hernandez with his medical program. Uh, we had a lot of things, but but what a huge component because you knew my passion of working with youth and my passion with mental health and my undergraduate degree at Trinity being in psychology. I'm like, you know, we're missing a mental health component and uh Wellspring, I had been after Wellspring for a while, and it wasn't until you came on board that you finally were able to share in my vision, and I believe you were a big component in finally allowing us to have Wellspring on the air, which was a success on both par- on both parties that benefited. Well, it was an awesome experience and such a blessing for so many people. We have no idea how many people may have been blessed by that mm-hmm. opportunity to learn more about mental health. But, you know, the other interesting thing is that there's always at least a series of separation. And one of the things when we first really got to talking was that we knew a similar family. Their daughter was my daughter's best friend, and you knew this family very well also in the background that was interesting that we had such a connection that are involved in our life so very cool and then the other thing that we are connected with and it was also even through wellspring and through the relationship that you have with serving in ministry and church is ibai paris yes and she was an amazing pastor that served your life very well yeah yeah she was a huge mentor in my life she still is uh, probably give credit when I when I finally walked down the aisle with hopefully my master's. I just enrolled to pursue my master's in divinity. 
at a seminary here in Tennessee. And it was all because of my, a lot of people don't know this about me, but uh, I was very successful in business. Being the oldest of, of a single mom, ended up dropping out of high school. And it wasn't her over, uh, I think, 12 years ago that told me, Alex, you know, you need to get your high school diploma. You, you need to continue your education because a lot of these things that you want to pursue is going to require for you to have a degree. And, and I saw that. I saw the roadblock. So she was very adamant, relentless. <laughs> she never gave up <laughs> on me. Um, and here I am today, like I said, now pursuing my master's in divinity. And I can say that it all began because of the seed that Pastor Ibai, my good friend Ibai Paris, planted in me. And what a blessing. She's actually on the board of Havanita Ministry, the sponsor of the Let's Share podcast. And so mm -hmm. there's always a connection uh, if we really dig into it. Usually yes. less than six degrees of separation. And in our case, definitely far less than that. Absolutely. So one of the things that we are also connected with is an organization that you worked for for quite a few years in Miami, and that's Hope for Miami. I'm on the board of Hope for Miami. And you are a program director there for quite a while. Yes, I, I started. Uh, so Yvonne Sawyer, CEO at that time, when I started, her and I, we also went back. And again, here's another six degree of separation. So the same family you were talking about, the Bermudas, were the ones that got me in contact with Yvonne Sawyer many years ago. First of all, because of SLAM, it was a ministry that was through basketball, Saving Lives Athletic Ministry. Yvonne was a huge component in getting us into the same church many years ago with Pastor Raymond Bermudez. And then later on, one of the obstacles that I faced that I mentioned earlier is that I wanted to open up my own aftercare, after-school program in West Kendall. And again, got me in contact with Yvonne. So we had established a relationship. So many years later, she approached me and says, look, I know that you have a passion with family, family ministry. You know, we have a, a position here at Hope for Miami. And so I started with them. I started working in prevention, in drug prevention, uh, in the schools, through life skills, and also doing parent workshops, both English and Spanish. It helped that I was bilingual, both in the English and the Spanish language. And then for probably my last three years with, with Hope for Miami, I was given a, a great opportunity and promotion to become the director of a drug-free community coalition. A great way just to serve the community. They really have a great model that came through the Department of Health, which they call the SPIF model, their uh, prevention framework. And it's all about collaboration, not working in silos, which we know is difficult, not only in Miami, but in South Florida. So it gave me a lot of skills that even today I'm still applying in my job that I'm currently doing here in Tennessee. Well, that's actually a great segue into talking about what you're doing and just seeing how God has just absolutely built and prepared yeah. you for where <laughs> you are today. And I'd love to hear the range of what is part of your role, what what the mission is of your organization, and the alignment to sharing, which is what we like to talk about in this podcast. Yeah, so absolutely. The first credit I got to give is to, is to God. You know, we sometimes preach it, we know it, but when we truly surrender to God and let him take the reins, it's incredible how he continues to do a new thing. It doesn't matter how old or how long you've been at this game or your journey or your walk. Because I actually had the opportunity, I came here at the, the end of November of last year to interview for two jobs. One of them was exactly what I was doing at Hope for Miami. They were looking for a director here in Sumner County Coalition. And I thought, well, you know, this is going to be the job. You know, there's no probably doubt or I was at peace with it. It was going to be like a turnkey type, just stepping into what I'm doing in a different place. 
But then there was another job that came through a friend of mine that was living also in South Florida, moved to Knoxville about two years ago. And I just happened to reach out to her. And she told me about this organization called Men of Valor. So when I came and interview in November, you know, the tides changed. And talking about Men of Valor versus the other organization, my family and friends says there's something about when you talk about this particular ministry that you just light up. There's an excitement about it. And even though I we know that you were leading towards the other job, I believe that God is calling you to come to Men of Valor. And it's just been a blessing just being here. I can tell you countless times where God has confirmed, reconfirmed the decision that um, was in alignment what he had for me and my family during this season of our lives. Absolutely. And in terms of what I see that they're doing, can you be very specific about their mission and vision? And So absolutely. Um, you know, we, we talk about prison ministry and a lot of times we think about prison ministry being in the prisons. You know, we do discipleship groups. We, ping, we bring people to Christ through the prison system. Uh, even with Hope for Miami, we had a partnership with inmates, um, children of inmates which we did bonding trips for uh, children that have parents incarcerated. But when I came to Mellow Valley, we, we do something a little bit different. It's almost, it comes to full circle when it comes to the services that we offer. And it's all due to our founder that has since passed away several years ago. His name is Carl Carson. He has a great book that talks about his story called Beyond the Walls. And what he realized was that he found Christ in the prison system. He himself was incarcerated, uh, part of the incarceration uh, population. And they preach Christ. We always preach with Christ. Of course, we know forgiveness and second chances and opportunities. And, you know, now that you're in Christ, your old life is gone. You have a new identity in Christ. But when he came out of prison, he did not experience that. He couldn't find a place to live. He couldn't find jobs. And his past kept on being brought up. And, you know, his question was, where is this forgiveness? So long story short, today, because of his vision, we have a 22-acre campus here in Nashville. And we also have a campus in Knoxville that opened a year ago. It will be now this October. And what, what this does is that from the moment that the men are in our programs in prison, where they do our discipleship group, and define Christ within the walls. Back in the days, it was a great name. It was called the Jericho Project, you know, being behind the walls. And once they find Christ, when they come out, we actually pick them up. They go through this vetting process or they fill out an application. And if they apply, they come into our campuses for a one-year program. It's a semester-based program where they have, they are evaluated every 90 days. So they go freshmen, sophomore, junior, and senior. We have what we call our duplex homes and our townhomes. They will spend the first six months in the duplex sharing the house or the home with uh, 15 men and one house manager. So for a total of 16, it's a great facility, beautiful million dollar homes in this acre. From there, after the six months, they go over what we call our townhomes. So they go out to living in a, in a home with only four men and no house manager. First six months, they're not allowed to have a vehicle. We take them anywhere and everywhere to their job. We have 28 job partners where we get them work, which is well above the pay here. So they're actually careers. Some of them have become now managers and supervisors within these organizations. First 30 days, and you being from mental health background, uh, they don't do anything because we, they noticed that there was a decompression state that needed to take place. There's a lot of uh, anger that I have to deal with, 
uncertainties now, you know, being outside where they don't have to keep, you know, looking over their shoulder, even stuff of, you know, helping them get back uh, their license reinstated, things that they're going to need, getting them help and so forth, getting them counseling, mental health. And also during those 30 days is very important for two things. We match them up with their correct job and also with a mentor. So each of our men right now, because of the blessing of our volunteers and partners that come alongside us, each of our men have a one-to-one mentor of somebody that's been successful in the business world, a pastor, whatever it may be, maybe somebody that's gone through a similar program like ours. So that happens in the 30 days. Within 31 days, they're already working, finishing life. We tell them it's going to be the hardest year of their life because they, they most of them get, get up at six o'clock in the morning. They have to have a devotional journaling time. They go to work. They return from work. There's different classes from spiritual classes, biblical theology classes, to finance classes, to mentoring classes, to, you know, you name it. It's life skills from A to Z. It's the small part of what we do. And one of the things that I think is one of the coolest things that we offer in our program is, is that every month, first Tuesday of the month, we have graduations. So we graduate oh, our amazing. men. Yeah, when they go from freshman to sophomore, you know, from freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior, because uh, it's those little steps. You know, when we, you know, create goals, we have to have those little wins to help us, give us the momentum to finish strong for that year. So it's a great thing, but you can always get more information at metavalor.org and there's just a plethora of things that we do. Well, one of the things that I thought was so amazing, I saw a video mm-hmm. of YouTube explaining part of your mission, yeah. but the most amazing part was that the men of valor were out serving people and giving them lunch and serving them in the community. So you have taught not just that you're giving to them, but you're teaching how they can learn to give back. And I love that conception. That's all about what Let's Share focuses on. So yeah, that's absolutely. an amazing thing. And it seems to help them. Well, that's part of our, our, our mission. You know, our mission is, you know, to have them a real and authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. But after that, the whole goal is for them from going from being takers of the community to being givers. So we do that, you know, they have to do volunteer hours, kind of like, you know, how you have to do school back in Florida that you need X amount. So they are demanded to do volunteer hours. Another great thing that I love about our organization that every Sunday we come to a church for the first six months and we have a rotation of about nine to 10 churches right now of different denominations. So that way they can get to choose eventually which church because after the six months, then now they can get a, a vehicle or have a little bit of more autonomy. Sometimes they can get a ride. They can choose the church that they want to be there. But most of these men do volunteer in the churches. And another great thing now that we're calling it kind of our, our flagship on campus. So there's an organization in, in Middle Tennessee that's called Cultivate. And they have the mentality of doing agriculture and, you know, working the land creating, you know, vegetables, fruits, all of these things. But at the same time, they also cultivated the men. So it's also a discipleship program. So the CEO approached us and we gave them about a couple of acres on our campus here in Nashville. And we actually have their first organic farm where we're growing fruits and vegetables. We even have now our own honey that we're bottling, uh, hydroponics, all these state of the art. I'm not even going (laughs) to misquote some of the stuff that we're doing. So a lot of these men also have opportunities to serve at that garden. And also now we've had several organizations 
that Tennessee is a huge state when it comes for organizations volunteering and giving back to the community. So that's another great aspect that now we have businesses coming to our campus that normally would have, would not have come and they're volunteering at the garden and they'll be there like on you know, Saturday, just, you know, cutting out weeds, harvesting, planting, whatever it may be. But like I said, God is on the move and he continues just opening doors and just great to be in his all and just watch what he's doing through us. I saw statistically that you guys have less than 15% of these men that go through the program that actually ever end up back in prison. That's that's a huge no word. word. Yeah, that's a word that I had to learn. I even had to practice it on how to say it. Hopefully I don't mess it up, but it's the recidivism rate that yeah, basically says, so the national average is a little bit right above 70% that they say that incarcerated when they are out of prison, that they will return, 70% of them will return to prison within three years. Those that go through our program, that recidivism rate rate drops under 15%. And sometimes depending on what they do, if they go through the year, because that's if they go through the program for six months. Some of them even, you know, numbers have been shown that it's a seven, 7% or less. So not only are we getting these men to give them hope, but also helps tax dollars. Because a lot of times we kind of have that mentality, well, yeah, that's that's the prison thing. So it doesn't affect me, but we all know because we live in a country where we got to pay taxes. Um, it does take a huge, huge chunk of our budget. So it affects everybody. So not only do we reduce that by the recidivism rate, but at the same time, these men end up do becoming, like I said, givers to the community. Jobs, well, not only that, jobs. I can only imagine about their families, and I'm sure some of them have children or parents or mm -hmm. spouses or significant others that really are benefiting tremendously by them growing and maturing as believers. That's that's the next thing that we're trying to work now because it's kind of what they call the hidden children. So that the children that have a parent that is incarcerated is six times more likely to repeat that to be involved in some kind of the prison system and so forth. So that's the next thing on our agenda is, is boosting our family ministry from more of a evangelical type focus to more is like how, you know, what are the protective factors? Things with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, you know, having a parent that's incarcerated, it's one of those factors in there. Uh, mentorship program. So what can we do to also reduce that? So now we're also focusing somewhat of, you know, what are some of the preventive methods that we can also do? End up having a life in prison. It's amazing. Well, I am so excited for your service there. And it is so important because you are responsible for philanthropic work. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Um, it's a word I'm trying to get them to change. First of all, sometimes it, it's hard on the tongue pronouncing the word philanthropic. Uh, but at the same time, you know, sometimes people see that word and they just, okay, you know, you're raising funds, something that has to do with financial, but it's so much more than that. Um, I love how some organization had gone and called themselves, you know, development officers or community engagement officers, because a thing that I love about Men of Valor that it, we just don't see blessings just through financial partnerships, but we also see it through volunteers, through our mentors, when I mentioned earlier about the graduation, graduation takes place and we have churches and we actually have a waiting list where there's always a church scheduled every month that they will come and they will provide dinner. Anywhere between 50 to 100 people that attend these graduation, you know, the men, their families, guests, whatever it may be. Um, and then normally that church will provide a, a worship service, both in music and word after the graduation portion which is normally about 30 minutes. 
So that's one way we have, like I said, volunteers that come in and lead classes, people that give the financial classes that were, you know, CEOs of big bank institutions, people that have gone through like the Dave Ramsey programs. Uh, we have mental health volunteers. Um, so we also see the importance of that. I think our volunteer number to this year was in the 400 plus of people that have oh. gotten involved just in the campus alone. So That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it is. The ripple effect of the volunteers coming in and servicing your ministry and then the ministry people, people being ministered to servicing the community and the ripple effects are phenomenal. And that is the beauty of sharing and serving. And I appreciate so much that all of you, you have done all you're doing now and all you've done in the past and just prayers for an amazing future for this organization and all that you all have planned. I pray that it will just be exactly what God has for you and for all of these people. I appreciate and it. And thank you so much for joining me today. That was great. Yeah. No, thank you for the opportunity. Um, if people want to know a little bit more about Meta Valley, if you go to our website, we actually have a program um, that airs in all the prisons in Tennessee because we're basically our program, our in-prison program is in all the prisons in Tennessee. It's called the Put a Word on It. It's actually hosted. I wasn't familiar of this gentleman. Some people may know. I'm not so much into sports anymore. His name is Rudy Kalis. He's well-renowned here in Tennessee. He was on Channel 4's Emmy Award-winning sportcaster. And he became a volunteer of Men of Valor many years back. And he's just been a great, great partner of Men of Valor. So he does these programs that you'll see there of the men. So you're actually hearing the actual testimonies of men, some of our staff. And if you want to know a little bit more of the actual, like the roots, the behind the scene, pull the curtain a little bit behind and see what Men of Valor is. Uh, I would recommend go to the Men of Valor website and go and look for, put a word on it, and you'll see just how God is just incredible and awesome and still faithful to his promises. That's great. Well, I will make sure also to put that on the, the link area where this will be located. And again, thank you so much, Alex, for this time and for this opportunity to just share. Thank you. Thank you, Leah, for having me. Thank you for sharing your time listening to this Let's Share podcast. Our hope is that you receive some inspiration to give and receive because giving plus receiving equals sharing. If you want to learn more about Have a Need a Ministry, go to haveaneedaministry.com. Look forward to connecting soon.